Hello, welcome to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. I'm Jacques Hebert with Ottawa, Louisiana. And I'm Simone Malaz with Restore Retreat. We talked about Popeyes, Grammys, and uh, kids in the past one yeah, minute. Yeah, congratulations to the Lost Bayou Ramblers. They uh, brought home a Grammy to awesome. the Bayou State. Love to see that. Um, how have you been, Simone? I know you were traveling last week um, up in D.C. Yes, yes, that was a, a, a very nice experience. We had a good time meeting with some folks and having a good time for Washington Mardi Gras. Um, where have you been? Out of the office, on a field trip, on vacation? It's been normal end of January for me. I mean, I guess <laughs> oh, it, sure. yeah, as normal as, as it can be. I have uh, been testing out some 360 videos. I've been going on virtual field trips. I'm excited. Maybe yeah. we could do a, um, a preview of that. How fun would that be yeah. on the radio to talk about video? <laughs> 360 video. It might not work that, might not work that well. Um, what about your Mardi Gras? What you doing for Mardi Gras? I don't know. Well, let's see. I'm going to a few balls, you know, trying to get a costume together, all that stuff. I did <laughs> Crew de Vue, uh last weekend, which nice. was fun. How was that? The, the rain held off. It nice. was wonderful. I know you did Little Rascals with um, the Little Rascals. I did. Yeah. I did take the Little Rascals. Exactly that. How's the foster put? doing he has moved on to his forever home oh yeah. that's awesome happy for him uh, yeah 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 probably fast you Sad know he, for the Giacomo. well yeah he he chewed up our door <laughs> so, so we're like you need to go <laughs> yeah <laughs> on to forever. the next one yeah um what are we talking about today well today you know it's the, the you, we're restoring the coast for people wildlife mm-hmm. and jobs and so today we're getting into the people Fun. um we have uh one of uh my favorite local brand, you know, retailers, a creator of that creator of that uh, brand, Dirty Coast, on to talk a little awesome. bit about um, their store, kind of some partnerships they've had with us. Um, and Love then the at the too. second, yeah, awesome social media. At the second half, we're talking to mm-hmm, Jonathan mm-hmm. Foray. A hometown boy, uh, a, fer- a fellow Terrebonnier uh, is going to be on the show, Jonathan Foray. Excited to have him on, talking about the very cool things that they're doing uh, in my part of the world. Cool. Well, let's... Let's get right to it. Um, welcome to the show, Blake Haney. And I know you're very busy right now. You guys have awesome products that are coming out. I constantly see the email with all the latest and greatest from Mardi Gras. How how are things going? Well, it's going pretty well. Thanks for having me on. I uh, you know I've, I've been working on a lot of new designs for Mardi Gras for the past few months. It's interesting how the New Orleans annual calendar has us working on Mardi Gras stuff in like November. Yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> you know, I had a friend who used to um, work in, uh, at, used to work for Hershey's actually, and they would sell Halloween candy at Valentine's Day to stores. And he was always like a little off on his seasons. But I can see where y'all have to have so much lead time doing those things. I love when y'all ask about designs and those kind of things too. So are y'all celebrating the tricentennial too? Yes. Yeah, we've put out a few designs already, and we're working on uh, a bunch of new designs that will be coming out after Mardi Gras. We're actually working on a a series of uh, baseball trading cards that are going to be historic figures in New Orleans history. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, Good idea. Put together right now. So we have interns reading history books that we don't have time to read. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Brainstorming for us on exactly what stats need to be on the back of the Enville's card, et cetera. Nice, nice. I'm sure there's a couple of colorful characters, too, that you could feature, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> have to read different books to learn about those. <laughs> so I, I love some of the Mardi Gras designs that are coming out right now. I mean, I saw one with a king cake, uh, oh my where, God, babies where babies come babies from. Come. I talked about that for about three days. Awesome. The Genius. let's roll trees. Our trees have bling. And then my favorite, these boots are made mm-hmm. for marching. 
maybe next year. <laughs> <laughs> what inspires you? Is it just things that you see or is it fun things that people are saying? What, what inspires you guys? Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of things. I mean, sometimes uh, some of our customers will make suggestions. Our staff are always sort of, you know, keeping their ears open for ideas. We have this sort of um, this idea board that's just organized by sport, neighborhood, culture, <laughs> whatever it might be. And we'd always just kind of throw things on that board. There, there are things on there that will sit there for like years until finally we have the right visual or, I don't know, something will happen that will kind of create the inspiration for us to create the design. So Blake, I mean, we're, we always, we will work in on the coast and then coastal issues and you guys are dirty coast, but I also, you know, I remember reading about how you started the company and where you kind of got the idea and thought it was just really powerful. Tell us a little bit about how dirty coast got started. Yeah, I, um, I grew up here. I grew up in New Orleans and I uh, had a design studio, uh, when I got back in town and I had seen a few examples of other t-shirt companies like busted tees and threadless online and it was just a combination of knowing how to build an e-commerce website, having relationships with designers and illustrators, and some fun taglines. And I decided I was just going to kind of launch it, put some money into it. And if I made my money back in the first year, it was a good experiment. And in the process of starting the company, Katrina happened, and I found myself displaced. And the idea of creating a place-based branded T-shirt line suddenly garnered this whole new mission to start a conversation about the city and about Louisiana. Um, and uh, it was just, it was strangely good timing uh, to be launching something like Dirty Coast when everybody who was moving back to the city uh, was back here with, you know, solidarity to 11 and wanting something to wear to show their pride. And I think mainly it was that be a Norlinian wherever you are sticker and t-shirt that we started and created and and that sort of spread around really quickly and that was when we realized that we you know had something kind of special on our hands yeah i mean i know obviously katrina was so tough for our, our city and for so many um and i remember you know seeing that uh, getting that little sticker be in new orleans and wherever you are and i wasn't here at the time and wondering if i would ever come back and it i carried it with me all the way you know from as i moved from place to place um and kept that spirit going and then now it sits in my office in New Orleans. So, um, and the work I, that I've you guys sent have those done across the yeah. country too, to, to friends and family too. It what a what a great thing to say. Um, so tell us a little bit. I mean, um, you know, I know you guys do a lot more than just t-shirts, right? So we actually we had our all staff retreat recently and got some awesome pins. pins. Yeah, yeah so nice. uh, the blue crab and the oyster. But you guys, you have uh, two storefronts, is that right? And then you have a, a ton of different products as well. Yeah, we have the uh, the Uptown shop uh, right across from Whole Foods, uh, way uptown, and we've got our shop on Royal Street uh, right behind the cathedral. And uh, we've expanded the product offerings over the past two years. Just a lot of folks were looking for more things to snag other than the T-shirt. And uh, as long as we can design it and kind of have some management of it so it fits within our brand, we'll carry it. And so things like lapel pins, hats, bags, patches, really opened the doors for us to experiment with a lot of other designs and concepts that aren't the sort of standard shirt stuff that people expect of us. Um, and that's been great. It really opens the door for us to um, put a lot more, uh, a lot more ideas out there uh, without having to invest a lot of money in shirts and sizes and additional inventory. 
Yeah, it keeps it fresh. Do you do you find in the quarter store you get a lot of visitors or um, do they get what we're even talking about on some of those things? Yeah, it's been an interesting <laughs> experience, uh, kind of figuring out who the who the customer base is and and how to explain to them, you know, what is this place they just walked into? Uh, <laughs> obviously, there's a lot of tourist stuff down there, and so they'll wander in, and if they've never heard of us, they'll they'll need a little bit of an explainer on some of our designs, um, which is always fun to kind of explain the city to them via our our shirts. Um, but we also make sure that, you know, anyone can understand the basics of the koozie and, you know, a simple design. <laughs> the koozie is international, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the international language of drinking here. So I have, you know, a bunch of Dirty Coast shirts. I have, you know, um, Strange Things Happen Below Sea Level and, you know, a, a, lo- a ton. But with so many designs, do you have a favorite or is that just impossible to answer? Uh, I have, yeah, I'd say I have probably two... A, Two of my go-tos, my favorites, um, one is one of the first designs we put out, which is, uh, I said, basically said New Orleans is so far, so far behind where ahead. Uh, <laughs> it was a very simple design, which is like the evolution of yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, It went that. back down to the gorilla with the beads around his neck. Um, I just liked that tagline. It was, for me, it was something kind of, uh, it, you had to understand the city to get it. Um, and then the other one was probably a shirt that, that didn't sell well at all. That's why I kind of loved it. It was right after the oil spill. Um, there was a uh, news announcement about how BP had their contingency plan, and then it was the protection of wildlife in the Gulf, one of the things that was listed. And the protection of wildlife was the Gulf walrus. <laughs> and it was obvious that it was just a cut-and-paste job from you know, Alaska or whatnot. And so that was just a little blip in the news. And I was like, the Gulf Walrus. All right, Blake, we're going to have to continue in the next segment. We'll be right back um, right after this break. Hi, I'm Don Cheadle. Listen up. I want to talk to you about something important, the Environmental Defense Fund. EDF isn't like some of the other environmental groups. EDF works together with those on both sides of the issue. Despite all the fighting in Washington, EDF has found ways for both parties to support real progress. That has made our air and water cleaner and the products in our homes safer. So not only can our planet prosper, so can our future. Go to edf.org to see how you can help. National Wildlife Federation gives voices to the wildlife conservation values that are part of our country's heritage. We are charting a new course for wildlife that our children and grandchildren will thank us for. Visit our website, nwf.org Louisiana, to find out more about our work to restore and protect coastal Louisiana for generations to come. National Wildlife Federation, uniting all Americans to ensure wildlife thrive in a rapidly changing world. nwf.org Louisiana. At Audubon, we believe that where birds thrive, people prosper. Nowhere is that more evident than in Louisiana. Integrating science, education, and policy, Audubon, Louisiana's mission is to conserve and restore natural ecosystems, focusing on birds, other wildlife, and their habitats for the benefit of humanity and the Earth's biological diversity. Visit la.audubon.org to learn more and support our mission. la.audubon.org. Restore or Retreat is a coastal nonprofit organization working in the heart of the Barataria and Terrebonne Basins, from the Mississippi River to the Atchafalaya. We work every day to restore Louisiana's coast community and culture with our mission of implementing long-term and large-scale projects for our irreplaceable region. We'll hope you join us in supporting the solution. Check us out on Twitter, 
Facebook, and online at www.restoreorretreat.org. And we're back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches. We're here with Blake Haney, um, founder of Dirty Coast, which really needs no introduction. Blake, I was checking out some of the latest designs um, recently, and I saw... I'm going to leave with this drink. You had me... Well, that's Simone. <laughs> you had me at Sabra, which I think works well for Metri, right, Simone? Sabra. That's Kenabra. That's <laughs> oh, that's Kenabra. Sorry. <laughs> Awesome. I love it. But you were talking about your other uh, t-shirt design favorite, um, and it was uh, involving the BP oil spill and the walrus? Yeah, so we saw the news thing about Save the Gulf Walrus, and I went into the office and said, guys, we have to do a Save the Gulf Walrus shirt. And um, everybody was basically voting it down. They're like, that was a news story like four days ago. Everyone's moved on. I was like, yeah, but it's just too good of an idea to not do it. So we designed this illustration of four mythical creatures, each holding a protest sign. <laughs> uh, so you had like a Cyclops and, you know, a bobble snowman. And it said, save the golf walrus. And the shirt did exactly what everyone thought it was going to do. And it barely sold anything. But then like a month or so later, there was this big peak in sales. And it was, I'm assuming it was because people were wearing the shirt. And, you know, the t-shirt's basically like a billboard for your identity. And they'd wear the shirt around town, and people would be like, what is that? Like, what does that mean? And they would then tell the story. And so we had this surge of people coming in and buying the shirt because they had to have it. It was, it was just like this incredibly obscure design. And just the fact that it had that weird reverberation, you know, vibration within the community was um, makes it one of my favorite designs we've ever put out. So, Blake, think about that. You created something strange and unusual and fun in New Orleans, like a mythical creature. And hey, <laughs> I love that story. That's a good story. Yeah, I remember in, around the oil spill, too, I had the one that was like the um, the dartboard that like it was kind of like the BP colors and it, you, it was almost bleeding in oil, the state of Louisiana. Yeah. That was yeah, cool, yeah. too. Well, tell us, I mean, so, you know, I know you do a lot of um, partnerships with nonprofits and you support a lot of work in the community, including our um, organization. And we were so fortunate and lucky and grateful to have partnered with you around the Katrina 10 anniversary um, to create a design that we wanted to get out, you know, just to tell people that that there's a positive pro-restoration message. And so we came up with The World Needs More Louisiana. Tell us a little bit about that and then some of the other work that you have done with nonprofits. Yeah, well, we started a project um, in 2015 that we're actually re- revitalizing uh, now called Screens for Good, where we would design uh, products for nonprofits, put them online and pre-sell them for about 30 days to their supporters. Uh, and we'd use it as a fundraising tool for different nonprofits around town. And it was pretty successful. We did it for about a year. Um, and we're now relaunching it uh, under a new company called Bayou Brands that we're launching uh, next month. And um, the idea just really is let's lean on the creative team that we have and the vendors that we work with to manufacture the products and just make it really easy for people to see it, learn about it, buy the product, and have you know half of all the uh, proceeds go to any one of the nonprofits that we're working with. Uh, with you guys, it was a little bit, little bit different because we did the contest. We did the online contest for slogans that people voted on. So that got even more uh, interaction within the community, which was a lot of fun. Uh, there was a lot of, just, I love tapping into the local community and hearing everyone's great ideas. 
Um, so that was that was that was a blast working on that with you guys. Yeah, and we had over I think two hundred submissions and mm-hmm. you know uh, thousands of votes. So that was fun. And I still, I mean, we we still have some of the bags and t-shirts Love the poster, and posters, the poster. Love and we it. give them out. And they're just such a great conversation star- starter. So. Yeah, Blake, you need to use your uh, Rougarou design. Our next guest on the show uh, has this awesome and amazing Rougarou fest. So you don't even have to create a new shirt for him. You can <laughs> you can just use your Rougarou design for that. That's, exactly. <laughs> so it was um, a very cool way to get people involved and give back. Like you said, I mean, some of these small nonprofits that I have one, you know, and others do they don't they don't wouldn't know how to navigate something like that. So that is you know, a partnership that they need for you to be like, here's our vendors, you know, even the design part of it. And, and maybe they had a cool idea and didn't know how to do it. So kudos to you for um, Screens for Good. Yeah, that, that's that's what we, we have this new company that we're, we've been working on for a few months now that's like a sister company of Dirty Coast called Spy Brands, where we're going to be doing uh, product development for other brands, other companies, uh, nonprofits. Uh, we'll be working with probably a lot of schools where we'll develop We've actually started working some designs like mascots and stuff for some schools. And the idea is to uh, pre-sale all those products to their supporters through Screens for Good and then set up a wholesale website where the, where the organizations we're working with can buy from us and our vendors whenever they need to order more merchandising at like really cheap, super cheap discounted pricing. And um, just sort of eliminate a lot of the uh, pain points that I think a lot of these folks have with getting a good design, getting a good product, handling and managing all the inventory, the shipping, et cetera. Somebody could be the Gulf Coast Walrus. That could be their mascot. (laughs) (laughs) Our um, our high school mascot was a terrier, so we could have used... Like a dog? Yes, like a dog. You went to to Ursuline? No, I went went to Vanderbilt in Homa, and we were the fighting terriers. Thank you. So Go go Blue Jays. (laughs) Um, So, Blake... uh, I mean, we talked a little bit about, you mentioned kind of the, the company's inception around Katrina and, and obviously the partnership with us. And you know, we're now on the tricentennial of, of New Orleans. But as someone who, with such deep connections to the city and, and kind of knows the, the what's great about it and kind of what makes it ridiculous at the same time, I mean, why do you think uh, coastal restoration is important, you know, to someone living in New Orleans or who cares about this place and loves it as much as you clearly do? Well, I mean, uh, we, we did, we did it, um, you know, we did design um, within the first year or so after we launched the company that's what we call the uh, Katie and a self-reliance design, the one with the pelican breaking the chains, et cetera, and has this, um, it says, basically says power access culture along the bottom in French. And we designed it because we wanted people to have a symbol for like pride for the value of Louisiana. And then a lot of it had to do with the culture of our state, the fact that we are geo. You know, geographically, we're we're strategic for oil, and then also the the value of the state in terms of our wildlife, fisheries, um, and I think anyone who spends any time along the coast um, realizes just how abundant it is now. And then you start to realize, wow, like you know, 50 years ago, there were islands that are no longer here, and you start looking at comparisons of maps. You start hearing stories about just what the experiences were for people down there fishing uh, back in the day. And literally just like thousands of fish just diving into your boat. Um, and it, it really causes you to pause when um, you start to realize what's been lost already. Um, and then without that, you know, we are going to lose a lot of these different uh, important 
communities along the coast that are integral to the identity of our entire state. So I think just anyone who spends any time down the coast, is, it's impossible not to have um, a sense of solidarity with, with everyone, who, with what everyone experiences along the coastline and the importance it is to our entire state. So if you have any roots to New Orleans and Louisiana, um, I don't see how you can't um, want to support coastal restoration. I couldn't have said it better well myself. Said. And I mean, you know, it means so much coming from, you know, we work on this day in, day out. And so, but to hear from someone who's like in the city and, and has, you know, a stake in it, I mean, it's it's really powerful to hear that. So tell us a little bit. I've been seeing um, a lot of buzz around these Lanyap coins. What are those? What is that mythical yeah. creature? <laughs> yeah. Tell us more. <laughs> yeah, that was... Um, I don't know what they are, but well, I want one. <laughs> okay, so I, I found, you know, I just was doing some research about a year or so ago, and I found this company that we started working with that produced some products for us. And they, they were producing, they, one of the things they produced were these challenge coins for the military. And I started talking to them about exactly what the process was, and how to make them, and et cetera. So I had this idea that I want to create a coin that the, like, kind of VIPs of our brand and people that who, who buy a certain amount or a certain amount throughout the year or just participate in some of the things that we do as a brand can get one of these coins and basically if you have the coin it gives you a lifetime 10% discount um, as long as you have it on you and then anyone who has the coin will get a password to our website that gets you a discount forever if you're buying online there's a lot of tons of customers all over the country maybe we'll find a coin in the studio is there a coin in the studio hidden somewhere? Yeah. I, have, I, have, I, have some, I have some in my back pocket. I was going to be in the studio, but I had to take care of my son up from school. Oh, uh, well, Blake, I'm really it. sorry. We, we're headed up against the clock. Thank you so much again, Blake Haney, Dirty Coast, dirtycoast.com. We'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, you're listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. Um, shout out again to Blake Haney with Dirty Coast, um, who came on and has done so much work, obviously, to showcase what we love about Louisiana and the culture here through and his help. products. And help. And help. Um, so go online, dirtycoast.com. Check that out. As well as two stores, one on Magazine up, Uptown and then one um, in the quarter on Royal Street. Um, so I'm excited for our next guest. Yeah, so our next guest is from our part of the my part of the world. Jonathan Foray is the executive director of South Louisiana Wetlands Discovery Center. I'm going to read the quickest bio on him because he has an amazing, <laughs> amazing background. Uh, he's a Nichols alum. He grew up in Chauvin, uh, working on a shrimp boat and speaking Cajun French. He graduated from Nichols and taught English in Homa in Brooklyn. We're going to need to talk about if those accents are the same. And then. <laughs> So make a note. Put that in the parking lot. And then uh, Jonathan joined the Peace Corps and he went all over the world and came back to the United States. And so we are so, so lucky to have him back in Terrebonne Parish because um, one of the things he's done is uh, lead the um, South Louisiana Wetlands Discovery Center, create an amazing event called Rugaru Fest and uh, so many other things that has to do with the youth and education and coastal literacy. So welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. We're happy to have you. So a Nichols alum, shout out. Yes, 
yes, it's a wonderful school. It is. It is. Wear red tomorrow. Um, <laughs> you you gave the commencement speech at Nichols. How amazing! I don't even remember my graduation, and here you were the commencement speaker. Like, tell us about that opportunity. No, it was amazing, and you know, it's it's always um, it, it adds value when you have a personal connection to um, where you're being honored. Uh, so. I, and I wasn't very nervous about the, the speech, even even once I got up there and you're in a stadium. And, um, <laughs> so Everyone's like was, looking at you. <laughs> yeah, right. And so it was very exciting. And the only thing that kind of threw me was there's a sound delay. So mm. whatever's coming out of your mouth, you're hearing it probably like two seconds after <laughs> you say it. And so that was a welcome to being uh, a rock star, Jonathan Foray. <laughs> welcome to being a rock star. <laughs> but it was. Uh, Oh, it was great. And, and I, I mean, I definitely, uh, going to school at Nichols, my education there certainly helped to shape who I am today. And so um, wonderful school, wonderful programs, um, and it really was an honor. And, but I'll, t- I'll tell you, the next honor, which may, have, may be my biggest honor that I will receive, is I am the Grand Marshal. Uh-oh. Of the show Vampire. Yes, you are. <laughs> How have you not been Grand Marshal before? <laughs> no, but it's a, and you know and oh my god, are you okay for this? Are you up for it? It's it's because of you know the places where you come from. When when those folks recognize you and recognize your work, it's even more humbling than than anything else. And so I really do have to say that. I think that that's probably one of the best honors that I've ever had is for my own community to see me as being valuable to recognize. I know that may sound a little hokey. It or doesn't. Whatnot, but, it doesn't. But like that's been um, that's truly been something that has uh, has been that that's on my top list. You know, so um, looking at, looking forward to to making that happen. Nice, nice. For sure. So, Jonathan, you you were in the Peace Corps, and you've traveled all over Bangladesh, South Pacific. Um, but tell us, you know, what brought you home? I feel like, you know, if you're from here, you you know what that is, right? That sense of home and, and wanting yeah, to be here. Sure. But tell us a little bit about that. You know, through all of my... I ended up working for the United Nations. Um, it was just a, a contract. I ended up um, working for it. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> no, that's not... No, that's not... I not, ended up working oh. at KNSU. Okay, Jonathan, you worked for the United <laughs> no. Nations. Okay. No, I'm so, like, so Peace Corps <laughs> led me to a job working for a nonprofit in Bangladesh, and then that led me to do some work for the United Nations. And so um, I had talked to all of my colleagues and said, yeah, I'd, I'd like to continue doing this work in international development. I really like that. And they would ask me, well, what's your master's in? And I hadn't, I, I didn't secure my master's at that point. And so they're like, well, if you want to compete and move uh, up in the food chain, then you should really go back for your master's. And so I got my master's in public administration at UNO. And then I was going back to look for jobs overseas when someone came up to me and she said, why are you trying to go fix other people's problems when we have so many problems to fix here and we could use your help? And no one had ever told that to me and nobody ever put that in those terms. And so that was seven years ago and a mortgage later and five <laughs> dogs. <laughs> so so, so I'm, I'm back. I'm back for good. And, um, and I love the work. I love the organization. Um, this is one of the best boards that I've ever had the opportunity to work with at the Discovery Center. People who are really invested, really plugged in, and supportive 
um, for any of you that have worked for a nonprofit or in that, you know, as, as a part of that team, you know how important it is to have a wonderful board that, that also trusts you and supports you and, and helps you along the way. So um, that's, you know, roundabout way from United Nations to the Wetlands Discovery Center. And um, I'm super happy to be where I am right now, for so, sure. So tell us more about the South Louisiana Discovery Center. How did it come yeah. about? Tell us what y'all are doing sure. these days. So the project, the idea for the project actually started in the early 2000s. And um, the, the whole, it started out as, as strictly a capital campaign to raise money to build the Wetlands Discovery Center. And then when, when we got into some, you know, the, the economy turned bad a bit and made it very challenging to raise capital funds, we decided that we would focus on programs. And that's sort of where we are now. We're still working to raise money. We're actually halfway to our goal to complete phase one. Um, anybody out there wanting to give me a million dollars to do one of the things, <laughs> you know. <laughs> we'll give that address in just a second. You never know who's you never listening. Know. Right, right. You never know who listens to <laughs> Delta Oprah Winfrey. Are you out there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, so so we're still working to raise those capital funds, but we also do some wonderful programs that I'm really proud to be a part of. Um, uh, Coastal Classroom and the Wetlands Youth Summit and Vanishing Points, and it's. Um, it's also been really fun to involve the kids in that process because um, our students are really innovative and they think outside the box. And you know, we talk about we talk about resilience and what that means. And I think I think some of these kids just naturally are resilient, you know. And and they they they're not um, dissuaded by sometimes the things that sort of weigh us down. And and you know, they don't come with the doom and gloom all the time. So that's really refreshing. Good point. Sort of keeps me going, you know, in in this work. Yeah, and Jonathan, I mean, we've seen uh, more and more, you know, discussion uh, about the importance of coastal literacy, you know, environmental education, no doubt because of the impact, you know, folks like you are having on that conversation. Um, but why is that so important for people, you know, students that are growing up in Louisiana to understand that and have that greater literacy um, from a yeah, young age? Yeah. yeah, you know, we get asked the question a lot, you know, do you think that we should teach kids to stay or do, do we teach kids to go? And that's really difficult to grapple with, especially as, a, for, as an organization. And for us, we, we don't do either. We teach kids the facts. Right. We give kids the skills uh, that they will need to make the decisions for themselves. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so that's why it's important because we don't want any of our future generations to be blindsided with, wait, I didn't know this was going on, um, or I didn't realize that this is what I had to do to reduce risk to me and my family to continue living here. So I just think that it's important, you know, to to really have that next generation of residents who do a better job even at this than we're doing. I mean, I think that we're, we're you know, we're holding ground, but... Um, hopefully these kids will be even better prepared than than we currently are to be able to to make positive change for for themselves and their families so you penned a, a letter to the editor recently and and you said it just as eloquently as you said but tell us a little bit about what you said in that letter and what prompted yeah. you to say that yeah I mean, and that's it it's sort of um knowing that there are resources and that there are programs out there to address these things, to address, you know, we talk about adaptation and adaptation strategies and 
reducing the risk of, you know, loss of property or damage to property. And it's, it's important to know that we're not in this alone. And it's important to know that certain programs like LA safe and, and, and there are others that are there, um, helping us all along the way. And, but you got to go to the meetings. You You have to be an active participant. You have to participate in it. And so, that's another thing that we're trying to work work with, and especially getting the youth more involved in participating at those meetings. But then also also the adults in our communities of just knowing that you, you have to show up. And, and if you don't show up, like, that's not on me. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah, I so, think it- so, yeah, I think a great example is is you took some of your kids and they proposed the Quipper project for the yeah. Quipper program and yeah. and they went through the whole process and that's something where you know people like us we get jaded going through that in government meetings right. and it was it's so true. refreshing to see their yeah. excitement and that they proposed yeah. an yeah. idea but they also yeah. you know had to see kind of how government worked frankly it's right true. you know and and yeah, go through that true. process so I yeah. love that yeah. that you got them engaged to do that as well yeah. so um, we're about to have to jump to a break. We hope you stay sure. with us um, after the break. For but sure. for before we go, can you tell us how we can find out more information? What's your Twitter handle, Facebook, that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah. Um, you can find us on the uh, web at www.slwdc.org or uh, Facebook at uh, South Louisiana Wetlands Discovery Center. Awesome. When we come back, we must talk about Rugarufus. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk <laughs> and the about, ball. Yeah, about World Wetlands Day and a few other things that you have coming up. So stay with us. Uh, you're listening to Delta Dispatches on WGSO 990. And we're back. You're listening to Delta Dispatches. We're discussing Louisiana's coast, its people, wildlife, and jobs, and why restoring it matters. Okay, Jonathan, welcome back. Mm. Welcome back. Um, back. You must tell us about Rougarou (laughs) and Uh, how it is a top 10 costume party in the United States, a top 20 event for the month of October, and the Mm. best new event. How amazing. Was that your vision? Yeah, you know, it started out, we, we wanted to have a fundraiser for the Wetlands Discovery Center, and then we also wanted a fun way to raise awareness about the issues that we face as a coastal community. And so it was between, get this, it was between the Rugaru Fest and the Blackberry Festival. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you can make a lot of Oh, good choice. Good, good choice. choice. Good choice. Good choice. So, I don't. So we ended, what's that? I'm I was. Sorry. I was just gonna say we had Dirty Coast on before this, and they have a Rougarou shirt and all this nice. other kind of stuff. So I think you went in the right yeah. direction. I, I like me some blackberries, true. but I think you went in the right direction. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to so, say, oh. as a member of the Crescent City Rougarou yes, rugby, team, rugby team, I'm a big fan. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna come out there. We all want to. You have mascots. <laughs> rush the the ball. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry, we cut no. you off. Tell us about. No, no. I mean, that's gonna be one. Of, it's you know like. Like we joke that we've we've created a monster because like it's, and it's been fun, you know. And each year we get more and more volunteers, and it's just sort of grown organically into what it is. And it's a celebration of uh, Cajun life, culture, music. It's just a it's a fun time. It is a lot of work, but but we have so many people that come together and put put it on. It, it all works out. We did last year for the first time. We had. 
um, the Nutria. So, like, I have a Nutria. His name is Beignet. And um, <laughs> we use him as, um, as a teaching tool to teach the students about invasive species. But he's adorable and he's sweet. His name is Beignet because he's sweet like powdered sugar. <laughs> like, got, I know, right? I met um, Beignet at State of the Coast. Uh-huh. He was at the Quipper table. Every yes, Beignet's been around, yes, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I tweeted a picture so, with Beignet. <laughs> so, so Beignet is the only nutria to have an official pardon from our parish president, <laughs> and it happens at the Rugaru Fest because I, I, mean, I love it. You can get four dollars for that booze tail. You yeah, can- <laughs> no, but not his. Like, oh my he's God. the only one who's protected. So we've got that. And then this year, and we're actually uh, going to make the announcement public. I guess this is me making the Yay, announcement Yay, let's hear it. We love um, breaking news. <laughs> um, we are committed to making the Rugaru Fest a zero-waste event awesome. within the next five years. Yeah. So, we, you know, we have some inventory that we're going to, you know, we're not just going to throw it all right. away. Um, we're going to use the inventory that we have, but then we're going to start moving to uh, things that are compostable and recyclable and, and try to sort of pave the way to hopefully get other festivals and other large events to um, try to be zero waste. I think know? about that all um, the time, mm-hmm. like bottles yeah. and cans, even Mardi Gras Well, look at the Mardi Gras beads. Yeah. You saw the yeah. article about yeah. the, how many thousands of tons. And, no, it's, and, and I think we need to move away from um, we so often we judge the success of an event by the amount of Time, trash we yeah. produce. And I just think that's going in the wrong way. You know, it mm-hmm. should be, you know, the recyclables that we were able to take care of, not necessarily how many dumpsters we filled and put in the landfill, you know? So I think that's going to be a really great addition to the festival. We're looking forward to that. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So, Each, I mean, the parade, there's giant puppets, um, there's always something new that gets added. And National Geographic was at the Rougarou. Awesome. Awesome. So, Pop Rouge, I love your stories. Um, okay, so Jonathan's like, was it a storm? And his, his freezer went out and he's like, people, I have 58 <laughs> gallons of Pop Rouge ice cream that need a home. <laughs> and that, that's a very Chauvin. Um, the, what was it? What's it called down the bayou? Um, What's that? Oh, Lanya. Lanya, right. And like that was a thing. And Jonathan just brought back, talk about culture. Like he brought things back from the old church fair days, you know, where we used to, we used to blow it out and, you know, we used to do it upright. And, (laughs) and so Jonathan's brought all that back. So amazing. Uh, And your ball, do you have any, uh, anybody cool? Tickets are on sale, right? Already? Good. What's that? Are tickets on sale soon or? Yeah, tickets will be on sale soon. They're $50 to attend. Um, we're working on our celebrity guest. Mm, he gets good um, people. If anybody out there knows John Schneider that was <laughs> one of the Dukes of Hazard, we've got some messages into him. Tell him to give us a call back. <laughs> I love it. He's like ball. a Louisiana um, dude, isn't he? Doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah, he lives close by. And um, last year we had Adrienne Barbeau, yeah. who was wonderful. She was in the movie The Swamp Thing. And she has turned out to be a wonderful friend and supporter of the work that we do. Um, so it's a lot of fun. It's where we select our Rugaru queen. Mm. And it's not a typical pageant. It's more of like um, face-off meets Project Runway. <laughs> it's, sort of like an, it's, it's like an art competition cool. where designers sort of design a model and then uh, around a theme. And then, um, you know, the, the judges select who, who we have. And it's, it's just a lot of fun. And that's been... Um, those are the fun things, you know what I mean? Because we have to 
you know, talk so much about land yep. loss and yeah. all that, you know, the, the, that side of stuff. So it's always nice to balance it out with times to celebrate and, and celebrate who we are as a people and to, and to hold that close. Good you know? point. Good point. Well, we almost yeah. have to wrap it up with you. Um, sure. Friday, uh, tomorrow is World Wetlands Day. Are y'all doing yeah. anything cool? I know yeah. y'all are. This is a trick question. Yeah. <laughs> so we have wonderful organizations that we partner with, including Restore Retreat. Victoria was um, making, Victoria was meeting, <laughs> making um, something that sh- a model house sediment. She was so uh-huh. excited. She was on her way. I shouldn't. I shouldn't have spoiled that. But she was like so jazzed. So. No, that's cool. Yeah, and we we partner with VetNev with you guys. Yeah, yeah. LSU Vet School, Quipra. Um, So we we have hands-on activities. We have students bust in from different schools. um, And uh, it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, so tomorrow. So Mm -hmm. tell us uh, once again, Jonathan, where they can find out more information about Rougarou and South Louisiana. Tell us. For sure. So, so Facebook is probably the easiest way if you want to get involved with some activity because we set up the event pages and everything, and that's an easy way for you to send us a message and get more information. So definitely Facebook, either Rugaru Fest, if that's what you're interested in, or South Louisiana Wetlands Discovery Center on Facebook, or our website is the acronym for South Louisiana Wetlands Discovery Center, so that's slwdc.org. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Thank We'd love to have you, you back. You. We'd love to have you back on when some <laughs> of your events come, come up. Yeah, we want to talk about that uh, when the time comes. Thanks again. Thank so, you all so much. So, Jacques, we have some we had some news. Yeah, I mean, it was a big week. Um, there was an announcement uh, actually last Friday at the Washington, D.C. The governor and um, Congressman Graves and others were there. You were there. I present, was there. Um, to announce that, you know, the state of Louisiana um, had signed a memorandum of understanding with various federal agencies and the Trump administration to do what they can, you know, to try to expedite permitting as much as possible for the mid Terrace sediment diversion. So right. it was a good time. They had uh, lots <clears throat> of important folks in the room and it was a, a really great announcement. You think an economic development luncheon, uh, but the fact that the uh, state and the feds have come together uh, to agree to make this a priority is really important. Um, but also it's, it's time for comments or do right. several different plans. So Monday, February 5th is the, Common period close for um, the NERDA Barataria Basin Restoration Plan. Um, they're proposing $2 billion of restoration in the Barataria Basin. That, right? Exactly. So please go to Mississippi River Delta.org slash take action um, and send your comments saying that you support this, that this money needs to go to large scale restoration. Um, and yeah, what else do we have going on next week? The parades are starting yeah, oh, yeah, this weekend. Yeah, it's going to get crazy. So we have a good show lined up for next mm-hmm. week. Yep. Uh, and then uh, go to our website. Look at that action Delta alert. De- Miss- yes. DeltaDispatches.org to catch up on previous episodes. And also can find out uh, more information about some of our partners like Dirty Coast and a couple other people like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, thank you all for listening. Thanks again to Blake at Dirty Coast and Jonathan at the South Louisiana Wetlands Discovery Center. Yes. Happy World Wetlands Day, Shock. Happy World Wetlands Day, Simone. You're listening to Delta Dispatches. We'll be back next week. Peace. <laughs>